Welcome. Okay, I'm just going to cut this part. You, you said you were going to do it. You said you had this week. I really can't. Okay. Starting over now. Really? Because I don't want to edit that out. I think it adds character. Well, hello and welcome or welcome back to Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi and the Next Generation every Throwback Thursday, live, but not really, from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your hosts, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. 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 And I think this is the part where we go into trivia. Yes. Trivia for Terry. Woo. <laughs> um, my first one is a question that hopefully you remember from last week. Where does Emma find her wallet? Oh, it was in her jacket. Her jacket pocket. It was. It was. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what I had written. Another one is a spoiler, because you know I'm on second season. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. How does Spike know the stripper who attended Snake's bachelor called a stag in Canada party? Oh, who did she attend Snake's bachelor party? In, and how does Spike know that stripper? Does she do her hair? They work together. Bish, she did her hair. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I'm dead. Not that they pulled the stripper out that homegirl knows personally. <laughs> That's terrible. It was great because then she shows up at the wedding and um, you see that she's going on the bride's side. And I forget <gasps> how it came up, but I mean, she didn't care at all. She laughed at it. That's. But, I mean. I think it's hilarious. That's so funny. She's also better than me because I just couldn't do it. I'm not against <laughs> strippers by any mean. I just couldn't have close proximity to one that was dancing for my partner. But that's just Man, me. <laughs> I enjoy that. She she actually said, she said, you know, what Fancy does with her body is her business. I mean, Degrassi was, bef- uh, was before its time that in is so, so many beautiful. ways. Yes. But she yeah. definitely have the best lines. Wow. I'm so proud of myself. amazing this is the part where we go into terry's tidbits um it's something new every week sometimes it's fun facts sometimes it's random thoughts um today i i realized this by the degrassi fandom wiki i can't even take ownership of this one we actually didn't we weren't ever introduced to hazel i know maybe two episodes ago the rumor episode i was like oh we're introduced to hazel we weren't necessarily introduced to her. We just know who she was because we're Degrassi stands. So what I really meant that time is we see Hazel for the first time. Mm. But this time we actually learn Hazel's name because she's very much so involved in this episode. Um, and we'll much. get into that because she actually gets on my nerves, but that's fine. Um, and then the episode title is after a Spice Girl song. Excuse me. Um, and there was apparently, it depends on where you watch it. Where I watch it is a Roku channel, and it's the title of this episode is Wannabe in parentheses Friends Forever. Oh. Um, but apparently that was supposed to be the alternate name. So if you watch it on certain sites, they use both of them, but it was either going to be Friends Forever or Wannabe. Interesting. Um, yeah. And it's probably one of the only songs that I know so far because it's Spice Girl. So I would have known that. But any other time, I don't know the song they're talking about. Um, 
There was one more thing I wanted to add okay. before I about this. So, excuse me. I was wondering what so- if it was the song then I thought it was. And it is the song that I thought mm-hmm. it was. It was the graduation song. Oh, I don't is it? Now I might now I feel like I'm thinking of the wrong song. So Friends no, for so I Googled Friends Forever song and the graduation song by Vitamin C is called Friends <gasps> Forever in parentheses. That's pro- okay. So Wannabe is Spice Girls, right? And then Friends Forever is yes. another song. Wow. See, we just discovered that on our own here. <laughs> wow. This is fascinating. That's so funny. The, and I mean, who does not know the graduation song? I also <laughs> didn't realize that this song, that the graduation song was this old. Um, I want to say it was all the hot jams back in 2003 when, um, yes, I did graduate eighth grade. Um, but Girl, it was I everybody's realize- song. It's been out since 1999, and because okay. this episode's got to come out like what early 2000s sometimes. So I yeah. didn't know that that graduation song was so old, and now it kind of makes me want to listen to it. So I'm definitely going to listen to it yeah. after this episode. I can I can actually kind of recall it being from probably early 1999 because I remember seeing music videos for it. Well, the music video for it, funny enough, because really... MTV. Actually I laugh music at videos. how much. I laugh at how much in eighth grade we went so hard to this song as if every single one of my friends in eighth grade didn't intend on going to high school together. I had one friend. I had one friend who moved to Tennessee and she lasted like six months and then she came crawling back to me. She's going to (laughs) listen to this and she's going to be like, bitch, nobody came crawling back to you. I moved back. Um, So yeah, she's going to call me out on that. But that's not the point. (laughs) <laughs> the point is that we were all going to the same place, but we yeah. really went hard to this song as if we were separating for the rest of our lives. And the person, again, the person from eighth grade who moved and then moved back is listening to this podcast because guess what? We still are friends and we did not need to go that hard to that song as if we were never going to see each other again. It was such an emotional moment. I don't think we had a song <laughs> from my eighth grade, but I went to, like, I graduated sixth grade and then eighth grade, and my sixth grade song was Say Goodbye by Chris Brown, and I chose that, and everybody oh, was of course weeping. you did. <laughs> everybody was weeping at the ceremony, and there was only one middle oh school to God. go to. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. We were so weak as children. <laughs> so dramatic. So fragile. <laughs> It's like my friend, um, another friend of mine works with high schoolers and complains, has made complaints that are completely valid about just like the, like the, I want to say the least favorite part she said is listening to high schoolers talk about their relationships because they are so serious about their relationships. And it's like, whoa, like 99% of y'all do not matter. (laughs) Okay. You and Tom are going to break up in three months and you are going to be on somebody else in (laughs) the next two months. Okay. It doesn't matter. So you sitting in here lamenting over whether or not this person does or does not like you or whether or not they are or are not cheating on you and how dare they, they post something on Snapchat with somebody else. Like it doesn't matter. None of this. It doesn't because you're going to look back when you're our ages and be like, that's so fucking embarrassing. Why did I do that? <laughs> so embarrassing. So glad that I deleted my MySpace, deleted my original Facebook. I do not have those memories haunting me the way that a lot of people do. They do. I This is such a random sidebar, but I just saw like a TikTok of someone like deleting their all their Facebook stuff, all the stuff they were tagged in. And I'm very tempted to do that because I yeah. am often reminded of the embarrassing shit that I used to do. And it's pretty yeah. bad. 
had to pretend that I don't know who that was. It was not me. <laughs> it is not me today. It does not need to exist. Nope. Um, um, yeah. But so that was we even talk about a lot of other non-Degrassi stuff. So let's get back to Degrassi. Let's get back to Degrassi. Um, I think the only last thing I wanted to talk about really quickly, because I meant to bring it up last week and I didn't, was I went to the Degrassi website that's in every opening of Degrassi, how it's like on the screen, like Degrassi.tv. Um, and I noticed that they have like pretty much, I think it's what the overview for the newest, like the reboot that's coming out. And I got huh. like a good prediction from it. And I want to know what your prediction is based on it. So I'm going to read it really quickly. It says school is back in session. New Degrassi series coming HBO Max set in Toronto. The new series explores a group of teenagers and school faculty living in the shadow of events that both bind them together and tear them apart. The show travels deep into their hearts and homes of diverse, complicated characters as they struggle to find their new normal, reaching for hope, redemption and love. Because it sounds like there's a major event that it's going to be based on. And to me, maybe possibly trigger warning, it gives school shooting. But. It's HBO, so it could literally be any crazy thing. But the way that they word it makes it seem like there's a big thing that goes on that first episode, and then the series follows that. So I'm just, what event do you think it could be? Okay, so I'm just going to be honest. I'm very visual, and like you said it, and I heard you, and I was over here trying to find those. (laughs) So now I am looking at it right in front of me, and as my visual person, I'm reading this, and I'm trying to think about what this could be. Because what I heard initially was like, oh, like, old characters are going to be involved, obviously. So there right. would definitely be some throw. So it's going to tie into the old seasons. Um, shadow of events that both bind them together and tear them apart. So the shadow events kind of sounds like something that happened in the past that impacted older generations of Degrassi mm-hmm. and then it's going to connect somehow. So, I mean, like there was a bus crash. There was a fire at a, at a dance. Even. There what there were two shootings that I can think of. Um, There's so there many so much trauma that happened. Yeah. In the later, like the earlier seasons. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't even thinking about that. Cause I'm thinking straight up, the just the grass of the next generation that we're on now and a lot of stuff happens there but just like the sentiments are like something major like something major happens because this is degrassi overall right like what is Degrassi yeah. without a tragedy but exactly the <laughs> that they're spinning it is just like we're coming out the gate with something crazy whereas normally like it took until season two for anything very interesting to happen here what if i'm just totally throwing this out there but shadowy events jt he got stabbed. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were all super sad about this, but what did JT have? A child. He did. You that's so true. You have now, to consider that people with kids. If you look into it, a lot of the fandom will point out, oh, that person's too old. This person's too young. That it can't be Jack. It can't be this person. It can't be that person. Oh, so yeah. maybe mathematically it won't add up, but they'll still do it anyway. For I'm sure. unsure, but I'm just saying the fandom was really hurt by the loss of JT and we're thinking of shadow events that bind them together and tear them apart. Well, JT's death was pretty tough on everyone and it would be he did have a child. He did and he was in a relationship with someone else that had a child. Mm-hmm. So they could, easily, they could easily tie and, his daughter into it. Right. And as you remember, she was from the rival school. 
So being from the rival school was the one who stabbed him. Things that ter- I'm just saying those those wow. are places we could go. Um, also could just be nothing related to that at all. Right. Nothing at all, but I love it. And that's why I wanted to get your like thoughts on it. Because I read it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Because they're coming out the gate with tragedy. Which, you know, entertaining. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who's going to get groomed by a predator online this season? Or this series? <laughs> they're fully bringing that back. And they're going to call them a catfish. <laughs> Strictly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So those are your tidbits for today? That's all Terry's got for today, my friends. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, This episode of Degrassi starts opening with our A-plot, of course, where Liberty is interviewing Hazel Page and some no-name, I think his name is Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. about the new Spirit Squad. But just one side note, Oscar was spelled O-S-K-A-R. Just throwing that out there because I have the little closed captioning on when I watch it. But anyway, after the interview, Manny approaches a trio to show off her skills and try out for the team. She does three very mediocre cartwheels, and Paige is way impressed. Oh, if we have been following, God. we should know that this is going to bring drama after Liberty mentions that some people might view cheerleading as sexist. Those cartwheels. I, but it's the fact that they really put like the sound effects or the people's chatter in the background was like, wow, amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were gassing man. Yeah. And I'm not knocking. I I think one of my favorite parts about Degrassi is that it's people their age, played by people their age, who are just truly common people. Right. Who are coming to summer camp this summer to go, to act on Degrassi. So it's like, it's not like Manny or, because, I mean, I, I assume that Cassie Steele had not been like prepped her entire life for this moment to showcase her <laughs> and phenomenal gymnastic skills and her singing skills and all of her skills because you're gonna be a star Cassie. Like I think that like I wanna say that the appeal is that these are regular teens right. put it like doing whatever they're doing, doing the best they can. And that's what makes it so great and a little like way more authentic and raw. Um and those cartwheels were definitely that. Um, they were absolutely that and we'll get into it more but the fact that they had her cartwheeling on demand is hilarious yes all right (laughs) no surprise to anyone emma is not impressed with the cheerleading announcement manny is obviously enamored by the prospect to be on the cheerleading team i'm sorry spirit squad instead of supporting manny in her dream like a good friend would do emma does what she does right emma talks manny's ear off about how she would be how she should be on the same side as Emma, and she should also be against Spirit Squad. And this is the beginning of a long series, and Emma being a terrible friend to Manny. This is so frustrating, and I wrote here that we really see the contrast in their personalities, because it's like Emma is so opinionated, but like not even just to be opinionated, trying to like persuade like Manny. And all Manny has ever done is support her up until this, like not Man. even... You can look at the whole series in its entirety, and we know that, but just up into these what 12 episodes like manny is always I mean, there for her we all we all remember when she saved emma right from jordan fake jordan pretty much saying. she's and been even, there girl she's been there and even when it was a little bit sketchy she was still supported up supportive of emma because it was something she was interested in so this just kind of pissed me off because i'm like wow emma's being a really bad friend here <laughs> she can't let manny have anything but also i think it's important to note that manny um 
So she's a very supportive friend, but she's not a pushover. And we get to no. see some of that the later in here. And I actually have a sound clip for it because I was just like, yes, this is great. Give us more of this. This is why we are Manny Stan account. And Absolutely. I posted that sound clip on our Instagram page and our stories because I am who I am. All right. <laughs> Love it. So while walking through the calf, as they call it, with Emma, Paige asks to see the amazing cartwheel that Manny had done earlier. Everyone but Hazel is impressed. I have a sound clip for that as well because I am who I am. (laughs) Still amazing. Yeah, but her landing could have been smoother, if you ask me. Better watch out, Manny. You're making Hazel jealous. (laughs) Please. Paige jokes that Hazel seems a little bit jealous, as we heard, and instead of congratulating Manny on her high chances of being on the spirit squad, Emma uses this moment to continue her tirade against cheerleading. Mm -hmm. She mocks Paige and Hazel when speaking about them, and honestly, I'm not really sure what there is to mock about doing your colors together like (laughs) that's what emma says and first of all emma if you had been paying attention manny wore a monochrome purple outfit like two episodes ago so manny herself does her colors together like but second (laughs) of all like i don't i i mean like you're watching emma in this episode and i texted you about it she's wearing a horrid green like horse green I just very earthy green sweater, huge turtleneck. Girl, <laughs> you need to think about doing your colors together like. Right. There's more important things to be said when it comes to that conversation. Like she could easily come at Paige for being annoying as hell and just being mean for the most part. But the colors thing is like, that's not your card to pull. <laughs> right. Right. Actually, I actually wrote the note. Manny was wearing a monochrome purple outfit in that episode. It was that episode. In that moment, she was... Anyway, I'm sorry. I was was. annoyed with Emma because her (laughs) insult made no sense. There was so much more room. In this moment, Emma has a great idea. She's going to write about it in the Degrassi grapevine, but Manny begs her not to. And Emma agrees to hold off because they cannot get enough people to join the Spear Squad. Then they can't have one. So she's like, fine, I'll keep my mouth shut. If you know Degrassi, you know that there's also a B-plot in this episode, and this B-plot is just ridiculously silly and worthless and amounts to nothing. I'm so sorry in advance. It's terrible. JT and Toby are obsessively eating Pringles. Why, might you ask? A contest. JT and Toby are trying to win a million dollars or something through a scam Pringles contest, which is relatable because we definitely... I remember growing up and seeing those contests on, like, boxes of cereals and stuff. Yep. And so, like, it's it's a thing. It is a thing that we did. Um, not I, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense for the times. I really just had the question of how much did they get paid to put Pringles in this episode, or like, what did Pringles sponsor? <laughs> they, I want to say that part of the Degrassi drinking game. Thank you, Degrassi. No context Twitter is that you drink or you take a drink. You take a drink, whatever. Every single time you see like very obvious product placement. And so this was that. This, this was that. Absolutely. Pringles paid lots of money. They needed their money, too, because they made it the whole B-plot. So that's hilarious. It was absurd. Yeah. So they needed an ace of spades and an ace of clubs. They already had the ace of spades in a super secret location. So when Liberty helps them to get the ace of clubs, their set is complete. 
They are millionaires, but now they have to split it with Tib- Liberty. I almost called her Tibbity, which is... Anyway. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense because they were talking about splitting it 50-50 with Liberty. And so I'm trying to figure out who did the math here because, JT, that means that you get 25. That means Toby gets 25 and Liberty gets 50. That's yeah. not... Like, what? And I, this is important to note because it's not like they were saying it split 50-50 just kind of as a euphemism because then Spinner gets involved at some point in time because mm-hmm. I say just kidding, another nosy ear was listening and now they're splitting with Spinner. And Spinner turned it to 45-45 and he gets 10%, which still means that Liberty's getting 45, JT and Toby were splitting the 45, and then um spinner was getting 10 and i said this math is not mathing here because jt and toby should not be splitting this the half right especially when they're the ones that ate most of the pringles in the first place and to this that's funny that you bring that up because my note is just that the fact that spinner knew math to break it down to even 45 45 was amazing to me (laughs) honestly um, but honestly, me thinking about all of this is just me doing the most and trying to grasp straws at a nothing plot that was really just product placement. Either honestly. way, I'm going to hold on to the Ace of Clubs while JT works to find the Ace of Space that he has hidden away. Done with our Pringles commercial. We'll go back to the <laughs> A plot of this episode. <laughs> Paige and Hazel greet Manny when she confesses. Like Outside of school, Manny's coming out. She tells them... Emma is considering writing an anti-spirit squad piece in the DG. Degrassi grapevine. This could jeopardize their chances to get enough people to try out. And as we know, then they won't be able to have a spirit squad. Instead of freaking out, Paige invites Manny to hang out with them at her place. She actually invited herself and Hazel over to Manny's, but I'd, it's, right. I this is definitely something Paige <laughs> just continues to do. But either way. They use this time to mock Emma and her feminism. Manny looks a little uncomfortable, but she laughs along. And when the phone rings, ring, ring, it's Emma on the line. This is the OG version of (coughs) I'm sick, as I will play right here in my sound clip. Hello? Manny, where are you? I thought you were coming over tonight to study. I was, but I'm not feeling too well. Must be a 24-hour flu. Oh, well... I hope you feel better. While Manny is pretending that she's sick, she needs to confirm just one last thing. You're not going to write that think piece for the Degrassi grapevine. And Emma's like, girl, wasn't nobody thinking about that. I told you I wasn't going to do it, and I'm not. So Manny's like, ah, yes, Paige, she mouths to her. So stupid. (laughs) Honestly, because you you just couldn't wait. And then Paige is super shady because she intentionally makes her like it's just stupid it's stupid yeah it's very childish you know that she's upset why would you do something to upset her further because now emma's like you know what girl bye i'm gonna go write this damn i gotta get off the phone so i can go write my think piece bye right yeah and like you can't even be mad at emma for being spiteful in this moment because it's like you one brought it back up two antagonized her to the point where she does it you know if nothing else emma's gonna write a think piece (laughs) Um, or protest something so that just makes no sense and in this moment I realized that I really probably don't like Hazel for a few seasons because it's just like she's been giving hater and like we all know Paige is who she is we met her that way but to me Hazel this way doesn't sit right with me and I'm mad about it because I'm just like you don't have to be such a hater and you and Paige actually aren't friends (laughs) like nothing that you're doing here is saying friends 
I think I always liked Hazel because black character, but right. the, what they have done for black character has been trash because again, as someone who's been watching season two, <laughs> the episode where they have their their heritage presentations, Hazel just continues. She is the worst. The worst. The absolute like she she doesn't she never has a good moment. I think of the storylines that they gave Hazel. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And like, and then of course, we know what happens to Jimmy in what season right. four, episode 407. I'm sorry that I know this. Um, <laughs> just terrible acting. And then after what happens to Jimmy, she's a hater on Hazel. She's just, Hazel is always a hater. Hater she ass is. Hazel. They did do her so dirty. That's fair. Because when I first watched it, I probably didn't pay much attention to like all she was doing. Because again, Paige was like the villain in most of this, right? Um, but yeah, this episode didn't do her any justice either because she came out the gate being a hater and being like, no, nah, she came, she came out the gate being a gossiper. Remember, <laughs> you remember, <gasps> That's she picked up on that phone and was like, they was fucking, I'm sorry, it's not what she, <laughs> she said, but she may as well have. That's true. That's the reason that, who found out? Sean. So yeah. Why did they Hazel's do that fake. to her? Uh. Right. You see, we unsaid that they did our black characters bogus and we see it right here. All right. Um. Uh, off, done with our rant on Hazel. Um, back to B plot, or I'm sorry, back to product placement or Pringles commercial. Right. JT is seen searching his room and he cannot find that can of Pringles. I just want to add. JT mentions his mother again in this episode. Yep. He, she went on one of his her cleaning binges. I am going to write down, make note of all the times JT's parents are mentioned, and do like I don't know a milk carton ad because I want to find them. Because we never see them. Never. Yeah. Anyway, he hasn't told anyone about his problem because we watched Toby giving his things away with the assumption that he's about to become a billionaire. These kids are so dumb. I can't. And, and, and upon, like, now I'm realizing that, like, in this moment, Liberty, I get why Liberty was wearing those outrageous boots that we are later going to discuss. Not yet. I have a sound clip for that as well. <laughs> um. And so Toby, I think Toby finally finds out that JT, has, his mother, went on the cleaning binge and he's misplaced it. JT better find that damn can of Pringles and all this chaos. They have gotten the attention of Liberty, who also knows that JT has lost it. So now they're all like, JT, you better figure it out because we trying to, I got these boots and I got to make some money. That's so funny. All right, now the once so once you pop, you just can't stop. Ad has ended. Um, cheerleading <laughs> trials are underway, and Hazel starts them off by demonstrating a lackluster attempt at a toe touch. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it was just like I don't, I don't. Anyway, uh, we are again. This is where I say it. We're reminded that the actors on Degrassi are just neighborhood children. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Looking for a unique summer for which we know that what they're paid. Drake got still got his checks to like $5. That's why. Because you don't have no acting experience, Drake. That's why. <laughs> anyway, Paige is back to sucking up to Manny because she suggests that Manny could do a toe touch better. Manny certainly does something. <laughs> she does something. And we are treated to a great moment of Emma in the background watching through the window. This is like this is the first time this episode, but there's plenty more. Don't worry. There's a whole thread from yours truly, not yours truly, because it's not mine. Um, there's truly, what is it? 
Emily and whoever runs the Degrassi No Con No Context account. Mm, mm-hmm. And I feel bad for not remembering the other girl's name, so now I'm gonna go find it really quickly. Pause, please. The only reason I knew about the window thing is because you mentioned it very early on. Yes. So, so I've been watching for it. Right. Well, there's a whole thread about this that Degrassi No Context. It is Emily, I think. She has M E M K as her name. Emily is still Emily. Emily and her name is Hey Hey, but I want to say her name is Haley. Oh, it is Haley. Emily and Haley have a really great Degrassi No Context Twitter account that I have been following for many moons. And one of their threads on there is all about the lurking that happens in Degrassi. And I want to say Emma is a main culprit of lurking in Degrassi, lurking through windows, just people who are just not minding their business. And wasn't Emma just lurking through a window just like two episodes ago? That's what I'm saying. Yes, is when she was looking at Mr. Armstrong and Liberty. (laughs) That's when it started. And then you were like, this is it. And I've been watching ever since. And it's so true. It's what she does. Um, There's also a scene in season two where she is not lurking through a window, but you can see her in the background listening. And then she makes a decision based off of what she heard. She's just so damn nosy. But anyway, my bad. Uh, Manny does something. And uh, (laughs) Emma's watching angrily through the window. And we are treated once again to another scene um, where, as I said, Emma's minding everyone's business but her own. So angry from seeing Manny do whatever she did at cheerleading. Right. And from getting played by Manny, who ditched her for Paige and Hazel. Mm -hmm. Emma submits her articles to the grapevine to a Liberty who's chilling in an office with her red booted feet on her desk. You do know that Manny signed up for the spirit squad. Isn't it weird that you're attacking it? No. What's weird is Manny. She's totally becoming this phony person. Um, what are those? Aren't they the most beautiful boots you've ever seen? They are... There's something. This is the original what are those that we know is a very popular phrase that I think they said, what, in 2014? Right. I was very confused about Liberty's boots, and I hope that... um, Oh, that's what I said. I said, I hope Terry's able to find out where we can purchase them online. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I probably can. (laughs) You know what's so funny about the boots is it really didn't click for me that it was like, oh, I'm going to make money. So these are my like nice boots. It didn't at all. It didn't. And Um, I've seen that scene so many times and it just registered that, oh, those are I'm rich now. Yeah, those are supposed to be fancy boots, and I'm absolutely going to find them now. But I was, we actually, I watched this episode with my partner, and he was pretty much just like, what, like, what seventh grader sits in the library with her feet up on the desk like that? And I was just like, it's Liberty. I don't know. But I also don't understand the boots. And he's the one that really pointed them out. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, and it's because she got money now. <laughs> she does. So. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find her boots. Oh, here they are, because I'm going to send you, well, I guess I can send you this um, screenshot. It's the Here boots. we go. Yeah, so now I've got this little screenshot to send to you so that we can all get a pair of these boots. These rich right. bitch boots right here. Right, where are we at right now? Um, well, old girl Emma boots. turns her paper in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, it's clear that this is really more so a case of Emma singing Complicated by Avril Lavigne and less than her <laughs> being a feminist. She don't really care about Spears Squad. She just, like, 
why you have to go and make things so complicated. I see <laughs> the way you're acting like somebody else makes me frustrated. When did that song come out? Because that's what they should have named this. Honestly, the fact that there's so many titles for this one episode. When? When? 2004? I think it's, yeah. I remember I was at summer camp when this came out. Um, fun fact, I went to a religious summer camp and we were definitely singing this on the way to my Christian summer camp. That's... March 2002. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Degrassi season one, episode 12. Definitely between this 2001 2002. Came out June 10th, 2002. Missed opportunity for them to name this complicated. Maybe Man. the song was just too fresh because that's what they should have named it. That's what they really should have named it. I'm going to start making a list of all the other like alternative titles we think of that could have existed because they're I mean, honestly better. Right. All right. <laughs> so anyway, she's going on about how Manny's becoming an entirely different person to Liberty after going back and forth with Paige. Emma, <laughs> actually, I like this one. <laughs> I, I think I have a sound clip of this as well. Oh, look, it's Little Miss Save the World. And it's Little Miss Plastic. Shouldn't you be out testing your makeup on animals? Shouldn't you be out hugging trees? Emma lets Manny know in front of Paige and Hazel that her article will be coming out at noon. <laughs> Manny crumbles up the article just like Sean's brother Tracker. Just like. <laughs> I have we the same tired. thought. <laughs> We're tired of your articles, Emma. <laughs> That's crazy. Not that every article you put out is getting thrown in the trash by somebody. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> and so she storms off only to be found in the bathroom by Emma. And in case you couldn't tell before, Emma makes it clear that this is about jealousy and not and has nothing to do with feminism. She feels like Emma's dropped her like a hot potato to be friends with Paige and Hazel. Emma thinks Manny's being used, and Manny thinks correctly that Emma is just, insert sound clip. Is that so hard to believe? That for once someone cool likes me? She's just using you, Manny. No, you're just jealous. Jealous of that pretentious wannabe? You know the difference between you and Paige? Paige is fun. You're so boring, sometimes I want to scream. Well, I sure hope you and Paige have fun together. Just don't come crying to me when she starts a night in your van. Don't worry, I won't. This is the scene where she's like, you're just jealous. <laughs> Which, um, FYI, yes. Manny thinks that Emma is jealous and we are treated to a line that we hear Manny accuse others of throughout her entire duration in the series. I also believe there is a Degrassi no context thread for every single time that Manny says someone is jealous because she says it a lot. Oh, that's funny. I'm over here thinking because the quote I got from this uh, scene in particular was like, sometimes, oh, you're so boring. Sometimes I like want to scream or something like that's gold. Yes, she read her. I think that's in my clip too. It might be. I'm not sure. It's just like Manny went in on Emma, but no, she's always calling them jealous. And I actually really love like the continuity of the characters. It's like Manny is going to call someone jealous. She's going right. to say the words cuckoo bananas. Uh, Spinner's going to take some things too far. <laughs> Even in season two, Jimmy says, you find one joke and you just run it to the ground. And <laughs> you just don't stop. Um, like So like these characters are the same characters for so long, which is why it doesn't make sense that Emma Ma marries Spinner. Where did yeah. that come from? We're just going to say one? it now. Because, because everything else makes sense except for, I'm sorry, my bad. 
They found a way to make it not make sense. I swear. We were we were with y'all. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, yeah. So in this instance, Manny is not wrong. Emma's jealous, and I get this line was mean, but Emma has a history of just being a wet blanket. She is. Later, we see Paige and Hazel grabbing the Degrassi grapevine to rip Emma's article from it. And then they pressure Manny to help. And so she rips one. Back to our Pringles ad. JT and Toby are worried. Liberty has alerted Spinner to the issue. They are all ganging up on JT to let him know that he better find the can or they're going to take him out. JT is reminded that he should, that the can sh- should be in his very messy locker. He digs through the trash and the thing, the tin is in his locker, whatever. All the things in his locker, he's digging, he's digging, he's digging. There are shoes, paper, pizza, bags, books, and all types of trash, which makes sense why Toby was about to kill him in season two when they had to share a locker together. When they share a locker. Um, He finally finds a blue bag, which contains a can. So he pulls out the can and he's like, yes, we're going to be millionaires. They look at it. And they have two ace of clubs because JT is a dumbass and he didn't realize that he doesn't know the difference between ace of clubs and ace of spades. So no one's going to win a million dollars. Liberty got those boots for nothing. JT gave away or Toby gave away his things for nothing. The end of our Pringles ad for this episode. It is terrible. I really only have four notes from plot B and my last note is this shit is stupid. How much did Pringles pay them? Not enough. As we Obviously. saw from Jimmy's, from uh, Drake's checks. Yeah, not enough. And um, yeah, I don't think Pringles are as popping as they used to be. So I'm sorry that that didn't age too well. I mean, they is popping. They, you know, once you pop, you just can't stop. But who really be popping? <laughs> I don't know. I I just had some Pringles today. So Oh, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I haven't purchased Pringles in so long. So to me, I'm like, this is such a throwback. But okay, but I will say that the reason I pr- never mind, that's not the point. That's not the point <laughs> of this episode. Um, Paige and Manny are looking at a uniform designs with oh, Oscar. I was like, oh, he's got a name. Snake comes in to ask if they know anything about Emma's article being ripped out of the Degrassi grapevine, and Manny starts to confess when Paige cuts her off and her shady ass throws Hazel under the bus. She's like, I think I saw Hazel, girl. Again, Hazel, that is not your friend, and I'm so sorry they did you like this. <laughs> Man, so Manny's upset that Paige backstabbed Hazel, and Paige says she did it to protect Manny, and Manny says, girl, I don't need you to protect me. And this is the beginning of a very long rivalry with my favorite, this is a Manny Stan account clip. Manny, what is your damage? You, Paige. You better watch your mouth. Or what? You'll spread lies about me? Deface my locker? Just try it. Paige says she's going to throw Manny under the bus next if she because if she dares to go tell Snake. And Paige asks Manny who she thinks Snake will believe. It's just the whole thing is great because Manny's like, you know what, bitch? Try me. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I love the way, because, like, Paige is very accustomed to pushing around Hazel, Ashley, and Terry. And Manny's like, you're not going to do me like you do your little girls. And, I, and I, again, like I said, this is the beginning of a rivalry. Because let me tell you, I, what is it, season five when Manny rips out Paige's hair? Mm, <laughs> they, I know. They are constantly going at it. I made that note, too, because I read that, that this was, like, the beginning of a very long rivalry. So, like, if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. Because I could already think of a few scenes. 
Mm -hmm. um, that this will come back to. But I also made the note that, like, Paige really has this relationship with everybody because she really is like that with Terry and Ashley. And, like, she – people just, like, deal with her. It's very obvious people just deal with her because she's a terrible friend to everybody. And um, I also noticed that, like, in this episode before we get to the ending that they – that Emma and Manny's relationship is kind of mirroring Paige's and Hazel's while they're going through it because that's not how they normally are. But like, you know, Emma's being spiteful and like pretty much like blackmailing and is just like, you know, I'm a, I'm going to end whatever you want to do. Just like Paige is over here, just like I'm going to tell Hazel to do these things with me. But then when she's not here, I'm going to blame it all on her. So she's they're definitely yours. mirroring shitty friendships. Um, but we're just not used to that with Manny and Emma because they are actually decent friends to each other. Right. Um, in the background, we see Emma once again lurking through a window to see that Manny has stood up to Paige. Um, Manny is outside at the at the end of the episode. Manny is sitting outside of her own house. Honestly, I'm not sure where she is, but Emma shows up and she asks to sit down. Emma apologizes. I really think that was Emma's house, so I don't understand why Emma would ask to sit down in her own house. But I digress. Emma apologizes as she's finally realized she was wrong and she should have supported Manny. A little late, bitch, but whatever. Right. (laughs) Manny also apologizes, but I don't think that Manny should have apologized. Mm, Whatever. Um, (laughs) They forgive each other and the episode ends. So um, I said that the moral was uh, support your friends because none of this would have been an issue if Emma had just been more supportive. And I don't think Manny would have let Paige and Hazel talk shit about Emma. Yeah, that's a good point. I, my moral is pretty much the same. Support your friends, even if their interests or opinions differ, and to give them this, give them the space to discover their own likes and interests. Because again, Emma is really good at talking someone's ear off about these rainforests and these endangered species, but it doesn't seem like she listens to what people like. <laughs> um, yeah, she'll definitely tell people what she likes. <laughs> and I feel like because your friends are gonna do shit that is hella stupid. A lot of the time, it is in relationship to who they make the choose for their partner. Mm-hmm. I always like have flashbacks to I used to watch The Hills growing up and Heidi got with Spencer and Lauren Conrad was super unsupportive of Heidi's relationship with Spencer because Spencer was an asshole. He was an asshole to everyone. He was an asshole to Lauren. But it was like, girl, Heidi's never going to choose you. So mm. you have to decide, are you going to support Heidi and be happy for her, even though her partner is a piece of shit? Or are you going to ask her to choose? And girl, she's not going to choose you. And guess what? Heidi picked Spencer. And very surprisingly, they are still together. That is the biggest shocker of all time. Because I did not think that relationship was going to last. But either way, um, look, Elsie, she didn't pick you. (laughs) And she's still with her man. So this is is a reoccurring theme. Support your friends, even if their choices suck. Absolutely. And a part of me wants to say that they're still together because they know people are waiting for them not to be together. Sure but neither sure you nor are. One of them also used to follow me on Twitter. I don't know if they still do. Did so, they? Um, yeah, I think it was her. Um, I'm pretty sure she Aaron did. Carter follows me on Twitter. That's hilarious. Love um, that. As for predictions, as I said, this is the first episode to, to a long uh, rivalry between Manny and Paige. We see that Paige has a habit of bullying those around her, and Manny has demonstrated that she is not one to be pushed around. And so if they share the same space as each other, they are definitely going to butt heads, and I love it. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much my prediction, because that's so true. This is the first person to, like, 
so quickly stand up to Paige. People get sick of Paige's shit and they tell her about herself eventually. But Manny is like, mm, no, I'm going to tell you yeah. right now. And I'm going to get better at these cartwheels so I could <laughs> fuck up your spirit squad. I think Hazel sticks up to Paige one time. It was maybe season five, which is sad that it takes a whole four extra seasons to happen. <sighs> um, Paige is just complaining, complaining, complaining. And somebody is having a worse day than Paige and is being very quiet, person who Hazel is with. And Hazel just kindly t- finally turns to Paige and she's like, girl, shut the fuck up. Like, we've been tired of hearing your ass complain this whole day. Like, there are other things that are important right now, and I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. I do not care. Also, just want to say that in that episode, Paige is experiencing a rivalry with uh, Manny. So, Oh, my God. Uh, we'll talk about this after the show, and I'll explain to you which episode it is. And predictions for next episodes. <clears throat> Ashley writes a song that she plans to perform with Terry at the Degrassi Lunchtime Cabaret, which... I am very confused by there being a Degrassi lunchtime cabaret. But lunchtime. I, I was I'm, I just I just feel like this was a lot for lunch, but okay. Anyway, um, so Ashley is talking about, or she's she's got her song ready for the cabaret. Um, but when Terry adds Paige, Ashley grows annoyed because Paige, of course, takes control, and we see more of her pushing her friends around. Terry attempts to use her recent project on tarot cards readings to convince Ashley to go with Paige's ideas, but Ashley refuses, upsetting Terry and Paige. Meanwhile, Emma performs an interpretive dance to advocate for anti-poaching, and when Sean refuses to join, Toby steps up. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Here we are. Um, So I guess we'll get to recap that episode that... I cannot wait to play the song. That is something that I'm ready for. Yes. I love a good musical episode, and that's what we get this one, and it only gets better as we go on. <laughs> but we have talked about way too many non-Degrassi things, and we're almost at 45 minutes, so guess what? That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes at... Nope, shit. I don't even know our email. Whatever it takes, 385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.